Hey you guys, this is the Coupling Spire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Taylor, a volunteer firefighter and also a firewife to my favorite firefighter. Join me as I talk anything and everything fire related. I don't claim to be an expert, I just love to talk fire and I'm not afraid to get into real and deep discussions. Everything I say is my own opinion and does not reflect the opinions of any agency or organization I am associated with. Let's get on with the episode. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Couplings Fire podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Anderson, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Um, yeah, I really feel like I need a smoother transition into everything else right after that because I get through that so well. And I'm like, hmm, what do I start talking about today? You know, like, actually, what is my groove? What what do I want to talk about next? And there's so many different things to go on next. Um, let's go ahead and start here for this week. <laughs> so uh, we'll do a couple, little bit of housekeeping really quick. Um, I haven't done that in a little while. Well, it's actually technically I haven't done in a little while. So uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I am uh, recording this actually before I've had my kid. So you guys are hearing this. This is past Taylor, like way past Taylor, like March 18th or 19th past Taylor. Um, <laughs> and the reason I'm... I waited to put this episode out till now. We'll just, there we go. We'll start there. The reason I'm putting this out now is because I wanted to get my thoughts down before I had this kid. Okay, this amazing this amazing child that's that's growing that's going to be here in a little over a week. Whew, that's crazy to think about. Um, but I wanted to get my thoughts like out because I think they might change or I don't know if they're going to change. And I want to record... I want to have record of like what I'm thinking now and um, basically like a before and after I think is kind of what it's going to be like about what I'm thinking now and if my if my stance changes or if it stays the same later. So yeah, this is from a while ago. <laughs> so but basically, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to end with housekeeping. We're not going to get into the normal housekeeping stuff. We're just going to say that we're going to give the explanation for this why you guys are hearing such past Taylor right now. And you guys had, would have no idea if I didn't say anything, but I want you guys to clearly know where I'm at in life when you're listening to this. So, okay, what are we talking about today? So today is going to be um, something very hard to talk about, something I don't want to admit, something that I have had to realize I don't necessarily think it was wrong with me. I think I think it happens to a lot of us. I know it happens to a lot of us firefighters and a lot of us who are into the job. Um, but I didn't think I was that bad. <laughs> it, we'll put it that way. So where am I going with this? Taylor, get on the right track. <laughs> Overall, I want to talk about family time. I want to talk about prioritizing family. And you guys know, I am all about prioritizing family. It's family firefighter survival first here, right? Like you put family first. That is what's most important. They're, they're the one family, your true family that you have and everything else should come second. And that should be the way it is. And it shouldn't be hard, but let's be honest. It is hard. It is very hard. And like I said, I thought I was doing pretty good at this. I thought that maybe not necessarily like the role model <laughs> perfect for it, but I thought I was doing really well at, at keeping my family first and making sure that my family was taken care of before all this other extra stuff I like to do. 
Now, my family so far has just consisted of my husband and I. So that's been pretty easy. Let's be honest. And and he's been just as much into a lot. Well, maybe not just as much. Really close to how much I'm into this fire stuff too, right? Like he loves it so much, just like I do. And so it's not hard for me to make sure his needs are met because a lot of the times we're doing things together or he, he truly understands, right? Um, or I do things when he's on shift days, stuff like that. So it's really easy to make this work. Now we have a kid coming into the mix and I, I want to get very real with you guys right now. I know I've been pregnant for like almost nine months now. Okay. I've had plenty of time to prepare my mind to get ready for this, even though it seems like it's been no time at all. <laughs> but something in my brain still doesn't see it as real yet. If that makes any sense. <laughs> like, I know the kid's coming. I know the kid's going to be here in about a week. And it doesn't feel real. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have those feelings yet of we're going to be this cute little family and things like that. I have, I have ideas of what it's going to be like and I have uh, joy thinking about it. Don't get me wrong, but it's still not real. It still hasn't affected my life very much yet. So um, where I really noticed this lately was I was signing up for fire conferences Okay, now's the time of the year. A lot of things are coming out for fire conferences throughout the year. A lot of schedules are coming out. They're opening registrations. I am getting so stinking excited <laughs> to sign up for all these conferences. You know, um, I love going to conferences and I really wanted to up the number of ones I went to this year just because I love them so much. I love learning. I love networking and meeting new people. Um, and it's just, it re-energizes me every time I go and I learn so much so much in these, in these conference weekends and days, um, that I want to continue it. I want to make sure that it's part of, I don't know, a priority for me to do. Right. Um, it's, it's so, it's so good. I wish I could explain to people who, who haven't gone to a lot of conferences, but trust me, once you start going, you'll understand the feeling. So I was trying to sign up for conferences and there's this one revolutionary fire tactics at the lake. And it happens in July every year for the past, what is it, fifth year, sixth year? Forgive me. I don't actually know which year they're on now. Um, but it was such a good conference. I went for the first time last year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so good. And I was so excited, so thrilled to bring Chris with me this year because uh, for the original dates that they had out, he had uh, he had his Kelly week. So it would work out perfect and we could go. It would be amazing. And then I found out I was pregnant. Okay, not a big deal. Kid's supposed to approximately come in April, mid-April. This conference isn't going to be till like mid-July. I can totally make this work, right? And I kept telling myself that I could make this work all the way up until about two to three weeks ago. And then I started having some, some complications with the pregnancy. Nothing too crazy, um... I really don't want to get into all the complications with it on this one. If you guys really want to hear some of those other complications, listen to my pregnancy episodes that I'm either have put out or will put out. I'm not exactly sure where this episode is getting put in with all that, but the pregnancy files, check out, check out those ones. Okay. Um, where was I? <laughs> okay. So yeah, so about, uh, two to three weeks ago, um, started having some of those complications and 
and Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake had just opened the registrations. And I was so excited. I want to get I wanted to get on right then and sign up and figure it all out. And I'm talking to my husband. And he's like, hey, is this a good idea? Should we really go this year? And I was like, well, of course, of course. It's not going to be that bad. We can, we can take the kid with us, you know, because I'm probably not going to want to leave the kid quite yet. I mean, it was a possibility, but we'd be gone for like five days. And I'm like, I want to bring the kid with me. So we could do that, and it probably wouldn't just be the three of us, so we'd bring, like, either one or two grandparents along to come and babysit, and, like, they'd deal with the kid a lot during the, the day, and then we'd, you know, include the kid in some of the things at night or whatever. You know, modify. Modify what we do at the conference. I'm like, we could totally make this work, right? And have a good old time. I could show the friends the baby. Like, it'd be so much fun, <laughs> right? And I, I kept... For, for months and months and months before, this was my plan. This was how it was going to work. And it was going to be easy and we could do it and be fun. And then he's just talking like, well, we shouldn't, I don't think we should go. And I immediately got heartbroken. <laughs> I, I immediately started freaking out internally and wondering, well, shoot, if, you know, if I really don't get to go, like, when's the next time I'm going to get to go to my next fire conference? Because this was, like, the next big one for me because I'm not planning on making it to Nebraska State Fire School because it's not going to be that long after we have the kid. Now, maybe I might be able to make it to a day now with the kid um, because the kid is coming early. But at the same time, I don't want to commit to it because I don't know. And so Tactics at the Lake was going to be my first big conference again. And I, I saw so many friends and met so many people last year. And I honestly, I want that dopamine high. <laughs> I, I want the chance to, to be happy with everybody again and just see everybody and just, um, not saying I'm not happy otherwise, but you know what I mean? I just, I want a chance to connect with people. It's so much fun. And my husband just trying to explain to me that it's not a great idea that we don't know what life with a newborn's gonna be yet. <laughs> we we have zero clue, you know, first first kid ever, and like we we don't know how it's gonna affect us. We don't know how it's gonna change our lives necessarily. We don't know how sleep deprived we're gonna get. Anything like that. And I'm trying to make these big plans to to travel, you know, six, seven hours to to Missouri <laughs> to go to this this training. You know, it'd be one thing if it were closer, but where it's that far away and we have to make all these extra plans with it, it, it sucks because he's doing what he knows is best, right? And, and it's hard because I didn't think that I would have this hard of a time putting what's best for my family first and... Chris apparently is doing so much better at that than me already. <laughs> and it's it's hard to admit. And I'm getting choked up now just thinking about it and talking about it. Because I'm sorry, I'm the woman. I'm supposed to care about the family more, right? <laughs> that's that's the um what's the word I'm looking for? Not the stigma, the You guys know what word I'm thinking of. Anyways, like that's that's it. Like, I'm supposed to be the one carrying the most. And Chris is supposed to be the one who is way too into the stuff and I have to rein him back in. Right? 
And it was a really, it was a really hard talk <laughs> when, when we were going through it because I, I was just fighting my brain so hard because my brain wants to go. My brain remembers how fun it was. And yes, I love this kid already and they're not here yet, but they're not here yet. <laughs> Right? So he hasn't affected my life yet, this this little boy. And and I don't know how it's going to. And so it right now, I still want to do everything I can to go to this fire conference because I know my husband's going to be okay, you know, because he's planning, he was planning on coming with me, you know, like that's the whole thing. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to realize how much I am not thinking family first like I thought I was. Because I've never had to think of it in this context before. I've never had to add something unknown like this, you know, some some little being <laughs> here to take care of. I've, I've never had to do that. So it's been easier. I'm going to say that straight out. It's been easier. You know, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that is why God in the first place nudged me towards doing the family firefighter survival portion of the podcast every guest episode because he knew even if I didn't have it then, even if I didn't need it this whole time I've been doing these recordings with guests that I need to build up. I need to build up this thing. I need to build up this confidence in me, this this, this uh, resource for me, for other people, because I'm going to need it. <laughs> because I, I'm going to struggle with it hard, harder than what I anticipated. So in the end, we, we did decide, and I'm, I'm still heartbroken about it. And so it's, it is, it's pathetic. That is the word. It is pathetic to think that I am heartbroken about not going to that conference this year. You know, there's still a chance, Chris and I talked about it, if it gets closer, if there's still spots left, if we think we can make it work, we can go. I doubt it, <laughs> right? But it could happen. Um, but it is so pathetic to think that I'm heartbroken like this, that that it it's still tearing me up several weeks later <laughs> after making this decision. And that's... That's not the only instance this has happened in the recent last month or so, you guys. Um, there's been another one. <laughs> there's been several other little things, of course, but like there's been another bigger one that's really affected me. Um, that, again, smacked me in the face and made me realize I am not very good at this yet. <laughs> like I thought I was. Um, so... The Nebraska State Volunteer Firefighters Association uh, is, is doing good things. They're doing they're doing great things, um, and their their recruitment and retention committee is sorry retention and recruitment committee. I think it's that way. It, either way, R and R. Um, they are looking for people to send down to Oklahoma for the NVFC um, conference thing down there anyways uh to take uh recruitment and retention classes and things like that and basically um they would come back and to nebraska and then teach within their area like four or so classes within a year at least of recruitment and retention things and i'm like oh my gosh this would be really fun 
like i i think that i have a lot to add to that talk you know that honestly the recruitment side of things like is in my wheelhouse i love i love the marketing side of things i love i love attracting new people um I love how, how people think and stuff like that. Like that, that is like me. I love this whole thing and trying to get the people, the the people who are into the job, <laughs> you know, to join the fire service. And so like I could put my own spin on it, right? Where, where we're really grabbing the people that are going to be into the job to join the fire service. Like, and I'm thinking like this would be gold because I could, I could, take what they're teaching me and I can take what I know and love of the fire service and what I want the fire service to be, right? What, what I'm assuming a lot of you want it to be, you know, filled with good hard workers who are caring and passionate and, and go-getters and, (laughs) you know, really want to work hard and get out there. Right. And I'm like, we could totally make this work. It'd be so much fun. Um, I, I would have a blast doing it. It's, it'd be right alongside all this podcast stuff I do. And I just think it'd be a really good fit for me to do. And it would, I don't know, it'd be fun, right? I, I, I was so stoked. I'm like, I should totally apply for it. Well, <laughs> much like Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake, this conference is happening in June in Oklahoma, which granted isn't that far away, but at the same time, it's kind of far away from Nebraska. <laughs> so, um... It'd be a bit of a drive and be some days staying there. And not only that, I'd have to come up with a class curriculum then and then teach it um, throughout the year, which I think I'd be able to do. But <laughs> it's not that it's not that Chris doesn't think I can do it. He he is my guiding light right now. He is the one who is keeping me sane. He is the the guy I go to, <laughs> the person I go to to make sure that I am making good decisions because when I get thinking of something, when I get my brain on an idea, um I go. <laughs> I just I just go for it and nothing's going to stop me from doing it and I'm going to make it work. Um, even if it self implodes and frustrates me and creates more problems than what it's worth, or if I don't have time for it, I'll still do it. Um, all these things I will still, I will still go for it. And so he, he is my, he is my guy on my shoulder, uh, talking sense into me, getting me to slow down, (laughs) slow down my brain slow down my excitement and to think rationally about things, um, which isn't fun to me. (laughs) I like being fun. I like, I like going for things. I like, I like spontaneity too. And, um, and, and so those times when he knows that he has to do that for me, first of all, he hates it. He hates having to say that stuff to me or tell me, not tell me no, but advise me no. (laughs) He'd never tell me. Absolutely not. Like that's not him. Um, just wanted to, pass that across to you guys but he would strongly advise me against doing those things because he knows I'm going to be happier when I don't have those things on my plate um or you know certain situations like that so we got talking about this one I'm like this would be so cool I could make it this I could totally do this with a kid and he's like can you I'm like I think so and again same talk came up as when we were talking about tactics at the lake 
we don't know. (laughs) We don't know what it's going to be like. And, uh, and it's, it's those instances like those two that frustrate me beyond all belief. Because here I am telling you guys day in and day out, family comes first. And here I am, right before my kid's going to be born, trying to make all these plans and filling up time that I'm supposed to be spending with my new family. And I hate getting too emotional for you guys on here, right? Like, I hate showing this side to you. Um, I know you guys can hear my voice cracking and getting sniffles and stuff. and Because I'm freaking out internally, externally, all, all over again. Because of how frustrated this makes me. But I want you guys to see the real emotions. I want you guys to know that it's okay to... It's okay to feel this way, I guess. It's okay that you don't do it right. It's okay that you slip. It's okay that you aren't as good at something like keeping your family first and spending time with them like you thought you were. Um, And we all go through changes like this where we don't know how it's going to affect us. And a lot of times to actually make a, a big change in our lives, to actually make something change... We need to have these smacks in the face that tell us, hey, you need to fix this. It's not going to get better unless you work at it. And now's the time, apparently, you need to work on it. And apparently, now's the time that you need to know that this is a problem. (laughs) Because I never thought this was a problem before. And it really hadn't been too much, but... I can certainly see that it's it's going to be very difficult from here on out. Now, this this isn't going to stop us from going to conferences, right? This isn't going to stop me from taking my kid places or um, working around things or getting babysitters to do things, you know, like, of course not. Of course not, you know, um... We fully intend to have this kid join us in our lives and not just change our lives for the kid, if that makes any sense. We're, we're going to have this kid come with us because we want to, we still want to do our quote unquote missions that we're on, I guess. I feel like Blues Brothers, we're on a mission from God. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I haven't seen that in so long. Um, but... I want the kid to join in on that. I don't want to... Of course, we're going to do things the kid wants to do. Man, I feel like this is coming out all bad. But (laughs) of course, we're going to do things the kid wants to do. And of course, we're going to have to tailor our lives around it. Yes. Some. But I want the kid to be engrossed in the world that we're living and the style of life that we live. I think there's a lot... There's a lot for kids and families to learn from the fire service. Um, And I think it's very important. Whether that kid wants to be in the fire service or public realm when they grow up is up to them. I don't care. It'd be nice, but I don't care. Um, But I think there's a lot of good lessons that they can learn growing up around it. That they can take with them to other things. But now I have to get past this hole and figure out how do I work on honestly being selfish. 
it, it comes down to being selfish. Even though, like, I'm doing these things for non-selfish reasons, partially. These these are because I want to do them. It's, it's not what's best for my family. You know, getting out of the house with a newborn to go to a conference at two, three months old is not what's probably best for my family. I'm being selfish about it. And maybe it will work. Maybe, maybe we'll be fine. I don't know. But I'm being selfish in the fact that I'm not even thinking about it. Not even thinking about maybe it's not a good idea. Oh man, you guys. This is... This is not fun to talk about. This is not fun to admit to people. <laughs> like, I keep wondering when I'm going to be able to go back to fire trainings and, and respond to calls again. And I shouldn't be thinking about that yet. But yet that's all I've been thinking about since I stopped going on calls. And especially since I stopped going on going to trainings a few weeks ago. You know, and that's all I can think about with everything. And even stopping the podcast. I'm on the quote unquote maternity leave right now. I just started it like officially two days ago or something. I put up that podcast episode. Anyways, um, so I officially started it, but yet I'm here recording this. Now, granted, I'm recording this for good reason because I wanted to get my feelings out now. Well, there's still these feelings, and I know these haven't changed yet. <laughs> but I'm thinking so much about when I can go back. I'm not... I'm not staying enough in the here and now of, Taylor, enjoy this experience. Enjoy what you have now. <laughs> enjoy this time off from things for a little bit. Enjoy the time you get a snuggle as newborn with your husband. <laughs> you know, I, he was able to manage to get vacation days and some sick days and some trade time all rearranged where he has a full three weeks that he can spend at home without going back to the fire station, without going back to work. And for any of you who work full-time fire jobs, you know that's like a, a task. <laughs> it is a task to get that done and most people cannot. And I'm so thankful it was able to work out the way it did. You know, he's been putting in trade time with people and banking it up. And, um, and you know, he was diligent about getting the vacation time request in for when we needed it and stuff. And, like, it's it's worked out very well. And God's definitely blessed us with this time of three weeks that we get as a full family and no obligations. No obligations in that time. I just, at, at this point, I don't know how to to get past this i don't know how to how to make myself live in the moment more and maybe that'll change instantly or maybe it's still gonna take work i'm very curious which way it's gonna go if it's going to be an instant switch when the kid is born that like nothing else matters or if it's going to still be very hard on me and that's 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 the main reason why i want to talk about this now why i wanted to record this before i had this kid because if, if it changes like a switch, I want you guys to know what pain I'm in right now emotionally thinking through all this stuff. And like I said, how pathetic it is that I am heartbroken that I can't go to these things and do these things. Like, it should be fine. I should know that family is more important. I, I really want to dig this into your heads that we're not perfect. And even if you've been in a state where family's been first for a long time, you might get into the state that I'm in 
where fire starts creeping up and overtook family and you didn't realize. That you told yourself that you were doing things right. That things were balanced enough. That things were in the right order. And then something comes along to smack you in the face to tell you, nope. <laughs> but it's it's okay if you get here where I am. It's okay if you've been here for forever. It's It's okay if you've never realized any of this. But it's not okay to stay here. I will say that. I know I can't stay here in this in this feeling <laughs> um, with, with, with fire coming first right now. I can't. That's not good. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help us live a rewarding life. Honestly, it, it drains us. And it puts things out of whack the way God intended it to be. He intended family to come before other earthly things. It, it doesn't matter if you're trying to cure cancer or if you're trying to, um, I don't know, develop the next big thing for firefighting that's going to save tons of lives and stuff like that. Like, God intended family, the family unit, to, to supersede that. Under him, of course. Of course, that's... I feel like I need to mention that more, but um, the family comes above the other earthly things here. <laughs> and it's hard to remember that. And if we if we get out of whack with that, we're, we're going to have really hard lives, you guys. <laughs> it's going to be tough. And your family's going to be frustrated and you're going to be frustrated. And you might not know why if you don't stop and think about it. Okay. All right, that's where I'm going to end this one. Um, I don't know how I'm putting this one out, actually. So I'm going to record this here right now, too. So uh, I don't know if this is a two-parter where I'm, this is like coming out as like a here's now and here's later, or if the two parts are going to be combined in this one podcast. I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> that's probably going to come um, when I get back off maternity leave on May 5th. And, uh, if, I don't know, I'll decide at that point what I want to do and how this is going to end. Um, but otherwise that, that's the big thing I want to talk about with you guys today. I don't even know how to summarize it. <laughs> it's hard to put family first. It is hard to put family first. I know it's going to be worth it when I do but it's hard. Okay. Wow. I didn't mean, well, I knew it was going to be a, uh, I knew it was going to be an emotional episode. I really did. Uh, I probably should have prepped you guys a little bit better for the emotional of that. But again, I think it's important for you guys to hear the real emotions, the true emotions that come with it. Um, and I think that it's important that if you guys are feeling emotional about it, embrace it, embrace that emotion because that emotion is going to get you to do what God's telling you to do, whether it be change something or realize something or go tell your family you love them. I don't know. <laughs> whatever it is. That that emotion that you're feeling right now, whatever it is, is a booster for you in the right direction. So take advantage of it. Feel it. And go go do what 
go do what you're being told to do right now. Whatever, whatever that is, whatever your heart's pulling, pulling you towards doing right now. Whatever you feel like when it comes to family, I guess. I don't know how to explain that <laughs> better, but yeah, it's hard, but you guys can do it and I'll give you updates. Like I said, either in this next part that's starting here in a little bit or in a different episode that will be the part two to this. Um, I'll give you guys updates to what happened with me and maybe this will take several updates. <laughs> maybe it's going to go on for, uh, like, I don't know, end of maternity leave for me and then like end of the year or something like that. Or like then first year for the kid. I don't know. Maybe it's going to take several updates to, to fully, um, wrap my head around everything, but however long it takes, right? I'd rather be doing this right than doing it fast. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it's a switch or if it takes a lot of work or what exactly happens. So you guys, I have dragged out this ending long enough for you. So if I do end the podcast here, (laughs) have a good night, day, whatever time you're listening to this, and I will catch you on the next episode. See ya. Okay, you guys, welcome back to part two of Family First is Hard. Um, I I did go ahead and decide to put this on as just, you know, in this episode, obviously, now that you're listening to it, instead of a different episode. Um, So the previous clip you listened to was before I had Everett, my child, a little cute, cute, adorable boy. Um, Way, way before that, not really way before that, but before that, I think it was like a week before or something. Uh, maybe two weeks before and because I wanted to get my thoughts down just this is just recapping in case um, I didn't mention any of this I guess Um, I haven't gone back and listened to the first half of this yet (laughs) but um, yeah so uh, this is from pregnancy right pre pre Everett Um, and I just want to see what the differences were going to be in my brain if there's gonna be any differences Um, when it comes to putting family first and so now we are two months post postpartum here he is eight weeks old today yesterday not today (laughs) yesterday eight weeks old yesterday um time has flown by well yes and no I mean yes it has flown by if you hear the heavy breathing, I don't know if you can or not. That's actually Everett. I'm wearing him right now. Uh, I got him right with me recording the podcast because that's just the way it worked out today. Um, but uh, where, where was I? <laughs> this, You guys, this mom fog is totally real. <laughs> totally, totally real. Um, I had the, the tired 24-7, I feel like. Yep. Yep, sounds about right. Okay, so where was I? <laughs> no, yeah, so it, time has flown by, with this, but at the same time, it, it feels like we've had him forever now. Like it's been months, of, even though even though it's only been two months of having him. And let me tell you straight out that I, I love it. I, I'm in love with him. Um, I am not a huge kid person. Uh, I'm not a huge newborn person. I love kids. Um, I'm just not good with babies and newborns. It's just not my thing. I've never been that way. Um, like somebody will offer for me to hold their newborn. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take a step back and just let you hold and kind of avoid it at all costs. Um, not cause I don't think the kid's cute, but it's just not comfortable for me. And I'm, I'm much better with kids when they get a little bit older, when they get to like that, 
oh like eight year old range kind of eight to eight to 15 it's kind of like my like prime range with the kid i feel like maybe eight to 14 somewhere around there um i can have a lot of fun with them and i, I don't know it's just it works out really well so i was very nervous about having him but it's been really good um and actually i'm not gonna lie there's been times i've been contemplating about actually um being just a stay-at-home mom with him which is really weird to me because i would have never ever in my life thought that i would ever pick to be a stay-at-home mom and that is yet to be determined i'm still going to go back to work for a little while and you know figure things out um see what i actually want to do um but that's just kind of where i'm at right now so yeah it's kind of weird so no matter which way i choose to go whether it be stay at home or if i go back to work or or stay at work i should say because i'm going back um or whatever it is i will still be doing the fire podcast stuff i will still be on the volunteer fire department and you know doing this whole thing i love so that won't change no matter what um but yeah it's just it's been going really well overall and i thought <laughs> I thought for like the first month, month and a half, maybe, maybe things did completely flip, right? Maybe it became instant, like a switch where it was easy to put family first and natural and it wouldn't cause me problems. Um, and then, and then fire school came up, Nebraska State Fire School, and that changed things. <laughs> Because I started, long story short, I wasn't supposed to attend this year. I wasn't supposed to take photos this year. Uh, simply because of having having Everett, I didn't know how it was going to work out. And I always attend and take photos every year. That's what I've done for, what, seven or eight years now. Um, it's so much fun. I love ha doing it. It's a really busy weekend. But I get to see a lot of friends and it's it's energizing. It's great. I love doing it every year. And whether Chris attends or not, I mean, I, I have my process of how I do things and um, my people I see, and it's it's very run, run, run. So I wasn't supposed to go this year because, first of all, I didn't think I'd be in good shape um, because I was supposed to have Everett April 18th, and fire school was like basically like May 19th, May 20th, like that kind of, you know, this, this past weekend. Um, this past weekend for me. It's before Memorial Weekend even. So this is when I'm recording this. But anyways, it it was supposed to be like a, basically a month in between. And I didn't think I'd be up to it quite yet. Um, just because I, I didn't know what how everything was going to go through pregnancy and through giving birth. And it ended up where I, I did end up attending for one day, just Saturday, uh, still taking photos for the school, which was amazing. <laughs> I had so much fun. But leading up to the fire school, when I was, when I found out I was actually going for a day, um, I was trying so hard to figure out the logistics of it. And it's not just me going and taking pictures anymore, or at least not this year. It's so much more wrapped up into it because I need to worry about a little kid now. Um, and Chris, Chris was off work that day. It was one of his off days, so... He was able to come and we had talked through many different ideas of him and Everett staying home or him and Everett coming with me. And I had to leave at like 530 in the morning to be able to get there to, to make it work and to actually cover the full day like I need to. And it was going to be a long day because the school runs till four. 
And then I still wanted to stay and have supper with some, some people I, I have supper with every year and I love it. Um, things I don't want to miss. So it was going to be a very long day and a very different day forever. He's not used to having those long days. And we've started to figure out if we don't keep it on a schedule, it can kind of, you know, make our nights a little fun. Uh, and if you with newborns have had newborns, you understand. <laughs> it can get interesting when you start screwing up their schedule and getting them into new things that they're not used to and um, especially running them all day like that. Away from home. Just being away from home is so different for them. So we ended up deciding that Chris would come with me and we'd bring Everett. And basically, Chris would be full-on dad duty all day. And I would be 100% focused on fire school, except for when I needed to pump. That was fun to figure out, too. I've never, again, never had to figure that out. Never had to take time where I wasn't running around. My fire school weekends are basically start to end constantly running. I don't have a lot of downtime. That's the way it's always been. It's the way I've been able to get the best pictures. Um, and, and get the most pictures of all the different classes. And I still don't make it to everything. Um, so trying to put on all those logistics and having them with me, I thought I had a plan for it. I knew it was going to be tough, but I, I thought, I thought I could do it. We got there. It ended up, it ended up pretty okay. Right. We made it work, but I definitely felt it was, it was, I was torn. I was torn all day because I wanted to be mom because he was with me. He was, he was in the car, you know, even if he was around with Chris and I was going off to a class alone or whatever, or leaving them at the car while I went and quick did one class and come back so we can drive to another location, you know, on school grounds. I, I, I wanted to be in mom mode and Everett was being so cute and we had him in a firefighter outfit and it was adorable and it's just I, I wanted everything to to be there and to soak that all in but at the same time there was this intense pull to be Taylor at fire school to be the photographer at fire school and to just do that to go 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 run and run talk to people I get to talk to really be into it just normal and these two things pulling at my heart and at my brain the entire day was such a battle. Such a battle. It was, it was tough. We ended up making it work, but I could tell I wasn't 100% in either spot because I was so worried about the other thing when I was doing the other thing. When I was with Everett and Chris... I was worried about the school. And when I was doing pictures for the school, I was worried about Chris and Everett and how they're doing. And that Everett didn't really get to see me today, that day, you know? Thoughts I never, never realized, didn't know would come up, didn't think I'd have. And I was just, it was 50 50 all day. And I'm not going to say I didn't get good pictures. I did get good pictures. I just, again, wasn't 100% focused. And I feel like I could have gotten better pictures if that makes any sense you know you always know if you're on your a game and you're or if you're not on your a game right you know going to a fire you know in training you know at the station you know you know i i know that when i'm there taking pictures i'm still getting the job done i'm doing a decent job but i'm definitely not giving my a game because of it and part of me was wondering if it would have been easier just to leave him home with chris um just 
for lack of better words, put them out of my mind all day, not have them with me as a constant reminder, even though I'd miss them like crazy, don't get me wrong, I would still be able to be focused solely on on work that day. Let's let's be real here. It was I'm I'm working. It's work. I'm getting paid to be there to take these pictures for fire school. I I just know I would have hated to hated to do that at the same time. It would have been terrible. So it gets to the end of the day. And it's time, you know, it's getting time to go out to eat with, with friends. And I'm getting so stinking excited. But Everett is so tired. You can tell he's wore out. He's cranky. You know, we're feeding him. He's just, it's been a long day for him. It's different. And it comes a hard choice. Do we stay or do we go? You know, the smart idea would have been to go home. Leave at 4 o'clock there. Get, get home at a decent time and be able to put him to bed like normal. Have a normal evening routine. All good to go. No problem. And we probably should have done that. But, <laughs> but my, it's not really fear of missing out because it wasn't that I was afraid of missing out. It was the pull, the pull to be there. Okay. It was this electric energy happening inside of me, magnetic energy. I don't know. Like I was getting pulled to, to be there and to interact and to see my friends and to just enjoy the night like normal, even if we couldn't spend the night. And it was such a hard decision. And, and Chris was keep trying to convince me to just to go home with Everett. And that was a good idea. And I kept arguing to stay. You know, we're there feeding him in a park, you know, getting him some shade and, and kind of taking a little break before supper. And I, I wanted nothing more than to stay. And we ended up staying. And I really did enjoy it. Right? It, it was amazing. It was fantastic. It was like old times. And it broke my heart to not be able to stay. And to not be able to be there the entire weekend. It was so hard. But I, I love my family and I love Everett and I knew he needed to get home and we didn't bring supplies or anything to stay overnight anyway, so that wasn't happening. I know that, but I let I let that pull, that desire to be there, keep us there. Which Chris ended up having fun too and, you know, Everett slept good on the way home and we had a really rough night that night and, you know, those things happen. You have those days. But I think it goes to show me what I was wondering when I recorded that first section of this episode. That, yes, I have a big pull to my family and I love them and I want to do things with them. But I, I don't think I'm going to lose that pull for fire conferences, for trainings, um, for calls, for, for any of it. For hanging out, for, I don't know, love of fire service. I don't think that's going away. I don't think it's going to get easier to say no to these conferences. I think it's still going to be rewarding if I don't go to these conferences. I think I'm going to still enjoy life. Don't get me wrong. I mean, even if I couldn't go to them, if I didn't have family, you know, like I'm sure life is still going to be enjoyable. But I don't think it's going to get easier. And... I used to think when I was talking to other people and I can't remember if this is actually on some podcasts or not or or if these were private conversations with with people I'm not sure but 
as much as I want to bring him to actual fire conferences with me, until he's older, I don't know how it's going to work. Just because of that pull. That pull in both directions of, of just tearing me apart, honestly. And I'm not 100% anywhere. That's not fair. That's not fair to me. That's not fair to the, the fireside, whether it be learning, whether it be taking pictures, whether it be helping put things on and running conferences and stuff like that. That's not fair to that side. And it's not fair to the family side. It's not fair to Everett or to Chris. They shouldn't have only part of me. They should have all of me when I'm with them. And it's something I'm trying to navigate here at home with coming, you know, doing the podcasts and with um, setting up conferences in the future and things and and all the other fun stuff I get to do. <laughs> but it's, it's something I'm trying to learn. It's like, how do I give 100% of myself to these things in their own right? And I'm not there yet. And I think it's going to be a while. Um... Now, when, when Revolutionary Fire Tactics at the Lake comes along this July, and I start seeing everything for that come up and post for that, and I hear my friends talk about it, that's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard because I had the best time at it last year, and I, I was all set to go this year and it was going to be amazing and Chris was going to come with me. And again, I think I said that in the first part of this podcast. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to take it. I don't think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be very hard. And I think what I want to talk about moving forward with this is it's okay if it's hard. I don't think we should be hard on, I don't think we should be hard on ourselves. (laughs) For it being hard for us to do. You know, this is one of our loves. We love the fire service. We love our spouses. We love our children. And we love the fire service. That's okay. In the past, I thought, I thought you should make it easier. I thought it should be easier to put family first. Just because it's the right thing to do doesn't make it easy. (laughs) It applies to so many things and it applies to this. It is not easy to do. It takes work just like anything else. And it just like adding on weights when you're working out like I'm doing now. (laughs) You you slowly pick it up and you slowly um, get to that. I don't know. Keep keep working up your weights that you're working with or your reps or whatever wording you want to use there. You have to do that when it comes to putting family first. And forgive yourself. And honestly, spouses, forgive your firefighters because <laughs> Chris is having to do it with me right now. He's having to forgive me a lot for how much I can become a little bitter. And I can become sad. And just overall not very happy when... <laughs> I have to miss these things or have to, I don't know, set things aside to put them first. That sounds terrible. I know it sounds terrible, but I don't want to lie to you guys. 
I don't want to tell you, oh, this is all sunshine and rainbows and it was so easy and it's going to be so easy. And oh my goodness, look how perfect my family is and look how perfect I am. And I am the perfect example. So you should follow everything I do. What? No, I am not going to do that to you guys here. I, that's, that's not what you guys deserve. You guys deserve to hear the raw truth from it. And this is the raw truth. <sighs> it sucks. It freaking sucks. Big time. I'm sure it'll get easier as it goes on, though. Just like lifting 10 pounds of a, sand of a sandbag up to 15 pounds of a sandbag up to 20 pounds of a sandbag. Can you it's hard to say that, apparently, that little phrase. But as that becomes easier over time, I, I am able to put on more weight. I'm able to go, oh, hey, that wasn't that bad. I need, I need to step it up here. It's easy now. I need to change it up. Things will get easier. I don't know how long it's going to take to get easier. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to take years or if it's going to each conference that comes along or each opportunity that comes along. But I'm going to have to say no to if it gets easier. I don't know. And it would probably be easier if I didn't love the fire service so much. If I was just a standard run about the male firefighter you know not someone who wanted to get better who wanted to push and do things and okay first of all that is sad for me to even say that phrase um but at the moment it's true in the fire service the run of the mill firefighter doesn't push themselves and doesn't go to conferences and that's terrible okay moving on from that that's a whole nother episode <laughs> but it makes it worse that i love the job it makes it worse that I'm into the job. And I, I keep searching for ways right now in my brain to to try to like help and tell you guys, okay, ways to maybe help make it easier and to work towards it being easier to do. I got nothing yet. I'm just beginning this journey and I'm just holding my head above water at the moment with this. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to make it easier. It's something that as I continue the podcast and once I start kind of figuring it out what works for me, I'm definitely going to pass it along. <laughs> but for now, nothing's, nothing's really worked yet. I can tell you, though, that if I didn't go that one day to fire school, oh man, I would even be more in rough shape right now than I am, that I'm feeling. Just more let down and sad and just, I don't know, just kind of off the fact that I had to miss out on something so fun and something that re-energizes me. When you're pulled to get, when, when you're pulled back to something that re-energizes you, you know, and you don't get to go do it, my goodness, like, it takes a toll. Especially when it happens again and again that you, you are constantly being denied the opportunity to go back to something like that and it sounds selfish i know but this episode is meant for that this episode's meant to get into things we don't want to say <laughs> don't want to admit don't want to talk about and we pretend aren't an issue you know, I'm going to put this in here. I, I was thinking about making a separate episode, but 
I don't think there's enough to put in a separate episode. And it goes along perfectly with this. I've heard talks around. I'm not going to talk about where or who or what mediums. <laughs> Anything like that. With, let's just say a person in emergency services. Okay. This is more than once that this has happened and that I've seen this and I've heard this and it's been more than one medium and it's been in person and it's been people I don't know. It's been people I have known. Okay. This is, this is not talking about a specific instance right now, but there've been so many times that I've heard that somebody's tuned to the job and saying that their spouse or their boyfriend isn't supportive, right? Or understands why they're so into the job and things like that. It's immediately, it immediately goes to leave them. That's, that's the advice that these, these first, first responders are getting is to leave them and that they don't need someone like that in their lives. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that that is where, where some of the conversation goes to sometimes. And I think it fits really well with what I'm talking about where family first is hard. Because we as a first responder don't always understand why our spouse is feeling the way they are, why our spouse is unsupportive. And I keep saying spouse, I mean boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Okay, significant other. There we go, blanket term. But we don't get it. Or we think we get it, but we don't quite get it. We don't get it quite all the way because we can't read their minds. And if they don't tell us, it doesn't matter. And let me reiterate this. This is a job you love. It's gonna be hard to put them first. It's gonna be hard to... to even have them understand how much you love it or why you love it so much. Because they may not share that same sentiment towards it. That's okay. There's things that they like that you don't. It takes work. Well, let me say the, state this. I, I don't think that you should just leave somebody for no reason at all. Except, you know, for maybe that one reason. I, I think that it comes to a big lack of communication as does a lot of things, if you guys have paid attention <laughs> to past episodes. Communication is my pet peeve. Actually, lack of communication. Bad communication. Communication? Communication. Bad communication and lack of communication are my pet peeves. Two of my biggest pet peeves. And when you automatically just leave them without figuring things out and trying to work on it, that's not going to work. Well, it is going to work, but you really didn't accomplish anything. And when that same problem comes up again in the future, if it comes up, you're really going to use that same, same outcome. You know, you, you married your spouse. Okay. Let's not even talk about boyfriend and girlfriend. Let's talk about marriage here. You stated a commitment to them. You're married. You love them. You really love them. Are you really going to say fire matters more? Are you really going to say that you're not going to put in the effort to save that? 
to save what you have with them. To put in the effort to make family first. Now, hold on. When I say family first, I don't mean family always. Okay, I don't, I don't mean you have to only do family stuff. And that family trumps every time you have fire things. Don't come after me. Don't hate me for this. <laughs> I'm just saying, know what's important. Know to put those priorities first. Yes, there's nothing wrong with you missing a ball game to go to a fire conference. That's okay. You're allowed to do things away from your family. And the, with how busy the life, is, the life is, the world is now, <laughs> it's going to come up. You're going to miss things. And it's okay. You're going to miss it for work. You're going to miss it for conferences. You're going to miss it for fun. Whatever it is. Just know that you put their priorities first. And that you keep your home life. That you keep it up. That you keep it well. That you keep it energized. That you keep it healthy. And yeah, a healthy home life also means spending time apart too. As much as Chris and I love each other, it's actually good for us that we spend time apart. We should probably do it a little more often. <laughs> I mean, granted, I feel like work takes all of him a lot. Um, and I, I do get too much of that time where I'm not with him. But you know, it's good for us. It really is. He needs to have his own things and I need to have my own sometimes. Okay, maybe I went off on a bit of a rabbit trail there. Okay, so wrangling us back in. Basically, what I found out so far, kind of recapping everything, is, oh my gosh, you guys, family first is way harder than I thought it'd be. And I haven't figured it out yet. I'm having struggles with it, and I will probably continue to have struggles with it for a while. Does that mean I'm not going to try? No, I'm definitely going to try. I'm definitely going to do what I can to slowly keep doing it. And like I just said, it's family first, not family always. You know that I'm putting their needs at the top of my priority list, but I'm still able to do things I want to do and need to do. I feel obligated to do. Not just obligated, but I feel the passion and the drive to do. It's good for me. It's good for, good for my family, good for Everett and any future kids to see me doing things that I'm driven to do. And I know they care about me, and I know... I know they love me and I know that they're, I mean, overall, Chris is fine with what I'm doing. He's fine with the fact that I want to go to these things and that it's, that it hurts not to. And there'll be times that he'll let me go. I, that sounds terrible. He'll let me go. But there'll be times that like, it makes sense and I can go to these things and with or without them, depending on how it works. And it's something I'm just going to have to case by case basis for a while to see which ones work. <laughs> for now we got lucky for a while we had 10 years where chris and i were on our own we could do what we wanted i could go to conferences alone chris could do his thing we did things together it was great this kid coming into the mix adds a whole new level to that but i'm finding out how much family first i thought i was doing and maybe maybe it was to a point i won't discount that but how now with the kid, I'm realizing it, since Chris and I like the same things, 
it wasn't hard. Now it is. Now I got this cute little bundle of joy curled up and sleeping at the moment. <laughs> Who doesn't know any different than me being home with him. You know, I still have maternity leave for another month from work. And it's going to be hard going back to work. And he's going to have to learn how to live without me three days a week. And it doesn't seem like much, but to, to him, I'm his, I'm basically his whole world right now. I am the constant. Chris has gone at work and home and flip-flops and grandparents also and other friends also. And I am the constant that's here with him all the time. I might miss maybe an hour here or there with, without him. You know, I'm going to have fire calls that I'm going to want to go on. Fire calls, EMS runs, fire trainings with my department I'm excited for. I really am. But I'm going to have to leave him home. Can't bring a baby with you on a fire call. Yeah, I'm running around in circles now. But that's where I met you guys. That's how this, that's how it turned out. <laughs> it's still hard. Newsflash, it's still hard. <sighs> Yeah, as soon as I figure out what I'm doing, what I found to do to be able to make things easier, um, how to be 100% with family when I'm with them, how to be 100% with fire when I'm doing that stuff, um, I will let you guys know. <laughs> if you guys have any good tips, <laughs> if you found something that works for you, if you, I don't know, anything, anything that has to do with this episode or has to do with keeping family first or giving 100% to each side or when you're with them or I don't know, whatever you got. If you got tips, please send them my way. I want to hear them. I need the advice at this point, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, send those over to me, uh, couplingsfirepodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook and Instagram with those. It would really help right now. <laughs> Nothing's bad. I feel actually very, very good. Um, I got out of the fog of some of the postpartum fun that came right after giving birth. So I, I'm I'm out of a lot of that fog now, which feels great. I, I feel so much better. Just back to normal anxiety. Yay! But, and even actually that's not doing too bad at the moment, <laughs> which is fantastic. So, okay. You guys, um, that's going to be it for this episode. This was a good talk. This was a needed talk. And I hope that this got you to think about your own lives and think about, okay, are you putting family first? Is it easy or hard? And honestly, maybe you opened up to your own feelings and admitted to yourself things that you needed to admit for a while too. Just like I did. <laughs> Let me tell you, it helps. <laughs> it really does. You get to know yourself on such a deeper personal level and it helps us make better decisions. And helps us, I don't know, I think live better lives. Live live um, more purposeful lives when you start figuring that out. Those those quirks and those things about you when you stop lying to yourself. Um, then you can find ways to healthily, 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 healthily. I feel like I've had problems with the same word at some point before. But it, it helps you find ways to, to health, healthfully deal with things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and I hope uh, little Everett breathing in the background didn't bother you too much. <laughs> and the final, the final um, audio version of this, we'll we'll see how how prevalent it is. 
Uh, I can definitely tell when he breathes deep. It's adorable, but I hope I didn't bother too much. Again, not going to do it too often, but with a newborn, you never know how life's going to go, and you got to roll with the punches. So, you guys, I will catch you all next week on another episode of the Couplings Fire podcast. Have a good night, day, whatever time you're listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. So, hey, everybody. Um, I bet you didn't expect to hear from me. And guess what? I didn't expect to hear from me again either. <laughs> Yay, this is part three of this episode. Uh, well, it was supposed to be a part one and part two only. This is now a part three. Uh, isn't that exciting? <laughs> okay, so what happened? What is making me do this part three? Well, this is literally like two days after I recorded the, the last part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two days. And I thought it was done. So, so that's good. Uh, if you hear car noises, blinkers and stuff, I'm actually in the car at the moment. Uh, how do you like my new lapel mic that I said I was getting for car trip podcasts, huh? Hopefully it sounds good or good enough. Hopefully you're not getting a ton of super road noise and hopefully, hopefully you can hear me better than the last car chronicles I did. So this is kind of a car chronicles, but since this is mixed up with the rest of this episode, I'm not going to call it car chronicles. Okay. Anyways. So, why am I recording this part today, and why did this episode just keep going? Okay, so something big happened yesterday. Well, I think it's big. Not not a big life event or anything, but... Okay, so long story short, I quit my business. I had a photography business, right? I quit that. I completely closed up shop um, because I I was getting a little too stressed. And I needed to just let off some of that. And this was before, um, before Chris and I found out we were having a kid or anything. And I just needed to get some anxiety out of my life, some stress out of my life and, and do what's best for me. Right. Um, that kind of left me at a spot when we moved to this new town, not quite knowing what I was going to do and kind of being at a loss. And so luckily I was able to get on the fire department everything worked out great there again and I got a new job and it's a good job don't get me wrong but it's very much I don't know an easier type thing it's not it's not like working for yourself you don't have to worry about making money when you're not there you know you're able to you're able to do the job and kind of let it go at the end of the day and I mean I still love it but it's not like my thing right it's 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 not all of me Hey, I'm not in love with it. It's a good job, though. And I do enjoy it. Anyways, I've been doing that job for a year now. And it's been great to me. My boss is amazing. Um, no, it's been really, really good. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that at all. But recently, a PIO position came open at a career department nearby me. And, oh my goodness, you guys. So I knew that this position was going to come open, but I thought it was going to be just for the firefighters there. Like, like in, I don't know how to say that right, but basically I thought it was only going to be open to the firefighters or to the, uh, to the career people. Right. I didn't know it was going to be a civilian job. And I, I saw yesterday that they opened this PIO position for civilian um, hiring. 
And for, for those of you who don't know what PIO is, it's public information officer. Okay. And basically uh, they, they can do roundabout different things for different departments, depending on how, how uh, the job description is written. But basically they take care of all the social media. They take care of all the contact with the public, whether it be the media, um, if anything big happens or um, just talking to the public in general, um, if anything needs to be done with any city officials or government officials or whatever that needs to be explained better, um, they help. They can help with recruitment and things, um, and kind of really being the being the voice of the department basically is what they're there for. And so you have one person to go to, you know. So it's not always put on the chief's hands, right? Their hands, but it's to the PIO part of the time. Uh, that way, the chief is open to do whatever comes on his or her plate. Um. Anyway, so my history, my background is I wasn't technically in a PIO position before my past volunteer department, but that's basically what it was. It was public relations, but um, but it was it was the PIO position, basically. You know, I was taking pictures. I was running the social media pages. I was talking to the public. I was talking to the newspaper. Um, if a big incident happened, I got the word out and tried to um, do my best to kind of help those situations and things right when we got new apparatus i i was talking to the chamber to get a ribbon cutting done like all that stuff right so basically that's what i was doing and everything with my business that i did with the photography and um then with photographing the nebraska state fire school you know doing that doing videos with less lucre and stuff like that like and all of that is really this this whole position right it's all these things that i love to do and it's all the stuff that really fills my heart with joy. And uh, I feel like the whole Marie Kondo thing. Does this thing fill you with joy? Uh, but no, seriously, all of these things fill me with joy. And truly wrapped up all into one is a job that I love. And the fact, you know, this job is is for a career department. And, it's, it, you know, it's a full-time gig and things like that. And I just, oh man, I instantly, instantly got excited. Right? I have good references that I could use that these people know, right? I am able, you know, like I've done this work before. I'm on a department now. I know the speak. I know how to talk to the general public and to city officials and to make it, make it easy for people to understand. And I love communicating and I love social media and I love photography and videos and putting things together and recruitment, like literally all these things. And not to mention publications. I'm used to putting together a festival booklet. i did that every year. I designed and, and edited the whole thing and put it together and put it out. Um, and so like, you know, everything that's encompassed in this job I've done and I love, I love to do. And it's all of me. It is all of me in this job, but it's a full-time position. And that doesn't sound bad, especially to a lot of you. You're just like, Oh, what's, What's so wrong about that, Taylor? Go take it. Take it. Well, Chris Chris was home yesterday when I saw this. When I found out that it was open for civilians to apply. And instantly we start talking. We start figuring out, okay, how, how does this look realistically for us? Right now, I have a part-time job. A very good part-time job, but a part-time job. I work three days a week for a full day. 
it's fantastic. I exactly what I wanted when we moved here so I could see Chris once in a while. His schedule is 24 hours on, 24 hours off. He does that straight for two weeks and then he gets a week off. It's a weird schedule, but we've come to actually really enjoy it overall. Yeah, it has its hiccups. The two weeks that he's on, on and off, um, is tough, especially now with Everett. But overall, it's nice. And having that week off is amazing. And those days off in between his set days, we're able to go do things during the week. It's, it's amazing. And literally the day before that, we were talking about, you know, how like I'm so excited for Everett to grow up and the type of job that Chris has, right? The fact that randomly we can take trips on the Kelly weeks, you know, we can go somewhere for a day and work it out and just be able to do things that other kids don't get to do because their parents are working full-time jobs and their full-time jobs are typical during the week. So thinking about this job full-time, that puts a wrench in all of it. It takes away all of those perks. And already it is difficult during one of the, one of the three weeks in the cycle. Because during that week, Chris and I work on opposite days. And so I only see him for a couple hours in the evenings for three days out of that whole week. That's it. And that's hard. It's really hard on us. It's been hard on us, on us since he started there. We're, we work through it and it's, we were finding ways to make it work. Like one of the things is I don't record podcasts on those nights anymore. Simply because I, I want to spend time with Chris. That is more important to me. I need that time with him that week. Otherwise I can tell my my health, my mental health is not good that, those weeks. So I put that rule in place. And talking to him how that would literally be every week for us if I took this job. That we would lose those Kelly weeks. And the only days that we would get together are the two days, Saturday, Sunday, on his Kelly weekend. And two, basically four days out of every three weeks we get to spend together for the days. And I, it's hard. We, I don't know what to do. You know, like we were talking through it and it's this big pull. <laughs> kind of like what I was just talking about in the last section about, about fire school and about these conferences. It's a big pull for me. And it, it should be easy to say that this doesn't work for our family. Because if I took this job, I wouldn't see Chris very much. And if I took this job, I wouldn't get to see Everett for a full day every other day. I, I would be very much, it'd be very much different, very much little time spent with him. After I was just excited, just going over the fact that I get to spend all these days with him. And how, how awesome this is going to be. And on top of that, with the PIO position... It's required that I make it to scenes or, or other emergencies or whatever, whatever I need to on short notice. How's, how's that going to work? Am I able to make that work with the newborn? 
And it's all these things that come up and it's all these things that make me so frustrated. Okay. That's what I'm going to use. I'm freaking frustrated over this. This is a job. This is the perfect job for me. This is something I've been waiting for. This is something that takes everything that I'm good at, everything that I love to do, everything that I'm all in on, handed to me almost on a platter. I mean, granted, I have to apply for and all those things, but this job was made for me and I'm fighting this big battle in my brain and not against Chris. He's helped me make this decision, but... I'm fighting this huge battle of why is this happening right now? Is this God trying to say, hey, here's this perfect thing. Here's this not coincidence that you need to take it because it's ready. It's here for you. Or is it God saying, hey, Taylor, you were just talking about how hard it is to put family first and how you're not good at that. Here is a test. If you ask God for courage, He is not going to make you courageous. He's going to give you chances to be courageous. If you ask him for love from somebody or to somebody, he's not going to automatically give you that feeling. He's going to give you chances to do that thing. So I am asking for him for help to put family first. Is this, is this him telling me, Hey, giving me an opportunity to put family first? And it's up to me if I want to take it. If I want to, if I want to do what I've been talking about, or if I want to put in the work and go for the job. It's so tough to know which, which way is right. Which way am I actually supposed to go? I have been praying nonstop about this for a full 24 hours now. It's been so disheartening because I want it so bad. And when I, when I was talking to Chris about it last night, cause he was home and I hated, I hated filling his off day with us cause he's on set right now, but you know, he got a chance to do his dream job. He was able to become a career firefighter and he loves it. And I'm supporting him through that. Some days it's hard. A lot of days I wish I could do it, too, but I know it's not right for me. That was a hard battle to fight. And that, I think you guys, you guys haven't listened to that episode. That was way back when I did, what was it, like, maybe I put it out November, December of 2022, I believe, um, when I was able to do ride a 48-hour ride-along with career department. Um... But that was a hard battle for me to fight. And I ended up saying no to that career path because I know it's not right for me after a long, hard battle. And the same thing is happening here. So for this time, this is, this is more meant to me, meant for me than anything, anything I've ever done, anything that's ever been presented to me. This is literally everything I've ever wanted in a job. And I know the work I do with this will be so fulfilling. Like 
just like that other episode I put out. I know I keep referencing other episodes, but they make a lot of impact on here. There's a reason why I talked about the stuff in the first place. So the other episode was, uh, if you do a job you love, this would be a job I love. This would be a job that I would put so much into, but could take so much away from me. It could take away family life, family time from me. It would add more stress, definitely, but I know it would be fulfilling. So what is right for me here? What am I supposed to do? And Chris, I love him to death. He he brought up the fact that he is being a little selfish when we were talking because he doesn't want me to take the job. It's not that he doesn't want me to do the job. It's not that he doesn't think I can do the job. He doesn't think he, he thinks I'm perfect for the job. He told me that straight out. But he doesn't want me to take it because he'll miss me. Because he knows that I will be spending less time with him. I'll be spending less time with Everett. We'll be doing less things as a family. Even though I would love it. And I'll be honest. It seems not fair because he gets to do his. <laughs> he gets to do his dream job. And it's hard for me not to be able to do mine. It's very hard. It's not fair. And it's not his fault. He's the one who got that job first. And we had a kid. And God is setting up our lives in this way. And it hurts to be... It hurts to have this opportunity. To have so much pulling me in both directions. That is the hardest thing right now. Because I'm fighting with myself whether I should apply for this job or not. And I don't have very long to apply if I want it. I have a little over a week. And that's not very long to make a decision like this. I love my family so much. And I know I would love this job. I would put everything I have into it. And many, many people would say, oh, just go ahead and go for it and take it. And who cares what? your husband says or whatever, or blah, blah, blah. You know, like I've heard, I've heard so many people in different places say, you know, like, oh, they're holding you back, leave them or whatever. Don't let them tell you what to do or things like that. And I'm sorry, but he's my husband and he's not going to say things like this. At least the guy I married, I don't know about your, your spouses or how, how your relationship is, but the guy I married is not going to say something like that to me, is not going to tell me things like that for no reason. It was really hard for him to tell me that. For him to say that he doesn't want me to take it. He doesn't want me to apply for it. It's not something he relishes or wants to do. He doesn't want to say that I can't have a dream job. He even thinks it's unfair that I don't get to... That I, I wouldn't get to have it, even though he has his. When you have a significant other, when you have a family, and you love them so much... That matters more than any other decision in your life. Now, if you were to tell me, oh, don't do it, but he doesn't give me a reason. He doesn't explain himself or he is just petty about it or whatever it is. That's different. But he's going to miss me. He's going to know that I'm going to be gone all the time. He knows that I won't get a chance to see Everett. He knows I love that right now. And he knows that I will love it. 
The hard part is I am, I'm happy with my life. I really am. I have a good life. I have the volunteer department I love. I have the podcast I love. I have my family I love. I have a church I love. I have a job I love. Not love, love, but you know, it's a good job, right? I have, I, I love the city we're in. I love so much about my life right now. So it's not like I have it tough right now. Taking that job would be a different kind of fun. It would completely change my life. How much would I have to sacrifice for that job? Would I be able to do the podcast anymore? Not just, not just could I, but would I have the time to? How many calls could I go on with my volunteer department? How much family time could I actually spend? How many trips could we actually go on? How many times could I sit on my back porch and have a beer and just relax? I never expected this opportunity to come up. Not for me. And I don't know when this opportunity or another one similar is going to come up again, which makes it harder. It's a time crunch. It's a, it's, it's a week to decide. And I was sitting there yesterday, last night. I, I was emotionally wore out, thinking about it, crying about it, talking with Chris about it, praying about it, crying some more, trying to figure it out, trying to decide, can we make it work? Is it worth it? Am I, what am I making the right decision? What is God trying to tell me? And I ended up picking up Everett and just holding him. And just getting a chance to hold him close and kiss his head and just soak him in for a little bit. And and I knew in that instant that the right thing to do was to not take the job, was to not apply for it to not even try for it because if I tried for it even if I was doing it just to see how far I got or whatever it was I knew that I would be crushed when I had to say no if they if they offered it to me or it came to the point where I couldn't say no I wouldn't say no because I wouldn't have the will to say no because of the great opportunity and it hurts so bad Yes, I absolutely love my family, but I love the fire service. And not even taking this opportunity that is laid before my feet is gut-wrenching. Family first is hard, you guys. And I really do think that, that God was giving me this choice, this opportunity before my feet, to really put my money where my mouth is. To really say that I'm going to be family first. To really acknowledge that that's the most important thing here. That the timing is wrong. That we just had a newborn. And at some point, is 
we're going to have another kid and I want to spend time with them as they grow up and I don't want to miss it. And I want to spend time with my husband because I love him and I don't want to miss it. And so ultimately that's the decision I'm making and it's, it's killing me. If you couldn't tell, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still wondering if I made the right choice and it's going to be hard. It's going to take time to, to heal these emotional wounds right now. Um, it's, it's going to be hard to remind myself that this was the right decision. And to hope and pray that this opportunity or a greater opportunity for me comes along in the future. And to know that God knows what he's doing. And he, he wouldn't have let me know that this was the right decision. If, if there wasn't something better coming for me, whether that, whether that means never even having a job like that, that never guarantees that I'm going to have a PIO job or an opportunity like that's going to come again. It just means that whatever is coming is better. So yeah, um, it's not easy and I still don't have a better way of coping with it yet of trying to make it work. Um, putting family first, but I can tell you this, uh, from personal experience within the last 24 hours, that if God is giving you this choice, first of all, you need to do what's right for you. But I, I really advise you to really think and pray about it and see if he's telling you to put family first this time. I know I'll be happier overall, honestly. I, I think I will be. I think I'm I think I would more regret not spending time with my family and my little kid and my husband. I would regret that more than regretting not getting this job. And that may seem silly to some of you. Some of you may think that, oh, that's the easiest choice in the world. Why why is it hard for you? Well, like I said, this is this is literally the job that's made for me. And I just said no to it. I just said no to the opportunity. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at, you guys. So that is, that's where we're at. <laughs> and you know, I, I really hope that there's not another addition to this. A part four in the same episode. I really hope that doesn't happen in the next couple days or week or however long, um, because this, this is a lot right now and I'm, I'm emotionally wore out and I just need a break from, from having to figure this out and make these decisions. Um, I know that this will never end. There could always be a part four, part five, part six, part 10, part hundred that comes out later. <laughs> Um, that could easily have, that's just the way life works. Um, when you do a job you love, you'll work harder than you ever have in your life. And it will be hard to put family first. I know that I live it. <sighs> okay, you guys, I, I don't know how to end this. I really don't. Um, 
I kept trying to end it in a good bow every other time. And now it's just like, yeah, I third time, third time trying to wrap this up. I don't know what to even say. <laughs> well, I am going to go ahead and let you guys go for now. Um, you were just going to end it like this. I, I hope you guys got something out of this episode. And But put your family first. Know what you're doing. Weigh all the options. Talk to God. Know that you're making the right decision, even if it's hard. Especially when it's hard. Okay, you guys, have a good night, day, whatever time you're listening to this, and I will catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for coming by and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Couplings Fire Podcast. See you next time, everybody.